This is AgriPulse Daybreak from Monday, November 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Farmers getting more trade aid. Key week ahead for USMCA. And USDA looks to ease sugar supplies. Purdue lowers expectations for future MMP. The second round of 2019 market facilitation program payments is going out to farmers around the country starting today. Farm Service Agency offices will have until Friday to finish processing the payments, which will amount to 25% of what farmers are eligible to receive. What's next? Well, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue has not ruled out a third and final tranche of payments under the 2019 program, but he's cautioning farmers against counting on the program being repeated in 2020. He said, I'm not encouraging anyone to expect a 2020 payment, he said, speaking to the National Association of Farm Broadcasting on Friday. Additional payments will hinge on whether the Trump administration closes out a phase one trade deal with China that results in a major increase in purchases of U.S. farm commodities. We want to see the orders, not just the commitments. But if we've got China buying twice what they've ever bought before, that ought to move the markets, Purdue said, referring to the fact that China could increase its purchasing to as much as $50 billion a year. By the way, Purdue said USDA has no plans to change the formula used to make the 2019 MFP payments, despite criticism from Senate Democrats and from some farmers that payment rates are skewed to favor southern farmers, including those in Purdue's home state of Georgia. Purdue defends farm economy. Purdue, who spent time at the Kansas City Fed on Friday and met with farm lenders, said the farm economy remains fairly sound. But he acknowledged producers are having to dip into working capital and rely on operating loans more heavily. He said it makes you feel you're doing worse than you are. He also played down concerns about farm bankruptcies, noting that the rate remains below the 1980s. When land is being sold off, it's going to neighbors and other farmers, he said. These aren't Wall Street bankers coming out here and buying. Optimism on USMCA. Purdue sounded upbeat that Congress would approve the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement before the end of the year. In light of everything else going on in Washington, D.C., both Democrats and Republicans need to go home over the Christmas break and say this got done, as he spoke to the NAFB Friday. House Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal tells AgriPulse he hopes to have a written text from the White House this week detailing how Democratic concerns will be addressed. For more on what's happening in the nation's capital ahead of the Thanksgiving break, read our Washington Week Ahead at www.agripulse.com. China buying U.S. soy, wheat, and pork. China continues to buy and take delivery of substantial amounts of American farm commodities. USDA reported export shipments of 66,000 metric tons of U.S. wheat, 693,000 tons of soybeans, and 10,900 tons of pork in the first seven days of November. That according to the department's latest trade report. The weekly report also notes new export sales of 760,000 tons of U.S. soybeans and 5,500 tons of pork to China. USDA responds to need for more sugar. U.S. bakers, food manufacturers, and candy companies have been paying more for the sugar they need as forecasts show falling U.S. production, and USDA is now promising to step in to allow more imports 
likely from Mexico. USDA maintains a complex supply management system to protect the country's sugar farmers from oversupply cheap foreign imports. But the department must also make sure food companies have access to plentiful supplies. Poor growing weather in the U.S. is threatening that, USDA warned on Friday. We're very concerned, said Rick Pascoe, a lobbyist for Watkinson Miller and president of the Sweetener Users Association, he tells AgriPulse. There's a legitimate concern about supply. Refined prices are up 20% over the last few weeks. USDA says it could make the decision on how much more sugar imports it will allow as early as today or as late as December 10th. Harris picks up UFW endorsement. The United Farm Workers is endorsing California Senator Kamala Harris in the race for the Democratic presidential nomination. UFW President Teresa Romero said her group was, quote, inspired by her vision of a just and inclusive America, her personal story, and the confidence and strength she has shown in the face of attacks from Donald Trump. Now keep in mind, Harris is trailing badly in the polls nationally and is stuck in the single digits even in California polls. But the endorsement obviously won't hurt UFW's influence with a home state senator. EPA, <coughs> home state senator. EPA catches heat for easing atrazine reg. Environmental groups are criticizing EPA for increasing the level of atrazine allowed in waterways before mitigation is required. The agency posted a memo Thursday to the online docket for atrazine re-registration in which it determined the community equivalent level of concern for atrazine should be 15 parts per billion. The current level is 10 parts per billion as a 60-day average concentration, which ensures that atrazine levels will not cause significant changes in aquatic plant community structure, function, and productivity, according to EPA. Above that level of concern, atrazine registrants must initiate watershed-based mitigation activities in concert with state or local watershed programs to reduce atrazine exposure, according to the agency. In virus concern, the 15 part per billion limit is nearly five times higher than the 3.4 parts per billion EPA identified as safe in 2016, the Center for Biological Diversity said, referring to an ecological assessment that found at that concentration there's a high probability of impacting aquatic plant community primary productivity, structure, and function. Registrants' view. A Syngenta spokesman said technical experts would be looking at the EPA memo next week. In the meantime, however, he supplied a statement reading, Atrazine safety has been established in nearly 7,000 scientific studies over the past 50 years. The EPA and other respected scientific experts and government regulators, including the World Health Organization and the Australian Pesticides and Veterinary Medicines Authority, have found atrazine to be safe at levels found in the environment. EPA Releasing Pesticide Assessments EPA is releasing draft ecological and or human health assessments today on 18 pesticides, including metolachlor S and metolachlor, a herbicide sold under the trade names Bicep Dual and Pennant, among others, and registered for crops including corn, cotton, peanuts, potatoes, and soybeans. 
EPA is also releasing proposed interim decisions on 25 pesticides, including the widely used soil fumigant, metam sodium, and the herbicide triclopyr, sold under the names Garlon and Turflon. EPA delays on credit trading. EPA is providing more time for agricultural and other interests to comment on ways to advance water quality trading in watersheds subject to total maximum daily loads, or TMDLs. The agency is extending the comment period on December 18th on a September 19th Federal Register notice. EPA is gathering input on how the baseline of watersheds would be established to encourage non-point source polluters such as farms to generate tradable credits. E15 sales up with summer approval. Summer sales of E15, gasoline fuel blended with 15% ethanol, rose 46% on a per-store basis compared to 2018 after EPA lifted restrictions on summer usage, according to the industry trade group Growth Energy. The number of stores selling E15 also known as Unleaded 88, increased some of the 1,600 stations to 1,800 compared to 2018. Keep in mind, it's hard to tell how significant the increase in sales is because Growth Energy didn't release the volume data, citing confidentiality reasons. But Growth Energy CEO Emily Score said the sales growth demonstrates what we've always known. Once consumers have access to this engine-smart, earth-kind fuel, they'll come back again and again. By the way, six GOP senators are asking President Trump in a letter to rewrite the EPA's plan for reallocating volumes of ethanol that small refineries were exempted from using. Here's today's He Said It. If we can get a trade deal done, I'm telling you, with China on the kinds of numbers we're talking about, I mean, I may want to go back to farming. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue talking to farm broadcasters in Kansas City about the implications of possible Chinese ag commodity purchases. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, November 18th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.